1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi,
0: I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks.
2: Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real life
0: experiences we all go through. While giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinera, And I'm Taylor. And we're back for another episode and just wanted to say... Thank you for being patient with us for last week because um, I just had stuff going on with my dad. And um, for those of you who haven't heard the past episodes, my dad's in an assisted living community and he fell and broke his femur. And so the last couple months have been trying to figure out how to get him home and walking again. And this assisted living place has been kind of frustrating. Uh, Whatever. Anyway. Anyway. Um, So I've been trying to deal with insurance companies and physical therapists and um, regular therapists and case managers and all that stuff to try and get my dad the best treatment. And it's really difficult and annoying. So that's what I was doing. So thank you for um, understanding. But uh, we're back. And this episode I'm excited about for sure. Um one thing I do want to say is that we got a couple messages from people just kind of concerned a little bit about some of the things that we talk about. And I just would like to say that um if there's anything that Taylor and I ever say that is maybe like off-putting or kind of like doesn't sit right with you, I just want to apologize. We just want to apologize. We don't ever mean to make anything any of this space judgmental at all this is probably the least judgment that's the least thing we ever want to be is judgmental and but we make mistakes we say things sometimes that maybe aren't the right things to say we are not perfect um i'll be the first to admit that there's a lot of different um you know topics and Conversations in this world happening where I'm learning about and I'm educating myself on. And um, we're both just trying to do our best and really just help people. So we just apologize if there's anything that didn't sit right with anybody. And we appreciate your messages. And we just really hope that we're helping heal people. That's kind of the purpose of this whole thing. We never, ever want anyone to feel judged, we want this to be a safe space for people. This is why we do it. Um. So that's just my, I don't know. Taylor, do you want to say anything?
2: I feel honestly like uh, it's hard to explain like how I'm feeling right now, but I feel like I can't speak. Like it's the weirdest thing. Like I almost feel silenced because I my heart is like so pure and like I never ever, I love everybody. Like I'm the least judgmental person and like I'm so far, mm-hmm. even right now, just now, when I said like, my mind was just like, Don't say that. Like people don't want to hear that. And I think the perfectionist in me gets so hurt when people like message like that, because I'm like, if you only knew, it's almost like someone's like attacking your character because you're just like, how can you not see like you and I, we care so much about people, hence like why we do this. Like Alice and I have not made a penny off of this podcast. Like we have, we just do it. And we were both talking about this before the podcast. We truly just love helping people. And we both work full time private practices. We just, we like to come on here just to help people. So sometimes we're not perfect and we're going to say things. And I know I'm so far from perfect. And I'm also in my 20s. Like Allison's in her 40s. She's taught me things. And I don't know. Y'all, you guys are amazing, but please never expect perfection out of me because I can't give you that. And I'm setting that boundary, maybe. So. Yes.
0: I think that's amazing. I think what you just said is amazing and very I, true. Because I truly,
2: like, n- never – I don't even know how to say it. I just – it I, definitely hurts me, like – and it shouldn't hurt me because, like, I know you guys aren't attacking when you say things, but it's just, like, one of the reviews said that – and they – I don't know who they were talking about, but someone – uh Talks about or talked the whole episode about herself, which I have
0: never felt like either Allison or I have ever talked about I'm ourselves. I'm pretty sure the whole that time. was about, about me because it was about the nighttime anxiety episode. And I'm pretty sure that was about me, which I'm fine. I think. But I'm your co host and
2: I've never felt like you talk right. about it. You know, well, let
0: me let me just say, I think from observing this whole and me and you talking a little bit more about this experience, I think. I think it's hard for you not to take those types of criticisms personally. I, yeah. at your age, was the exact same way. At my age now, I literally don't ca- – I think you you get older and you just start not caring a lot more. And it's it's experience too. But like even though I just – it kind of – not that I don't care. Obviously, I want to get feedback. And if people aren't enjoying things, I want to kind of think about, okay, what can we do differently? But I'm not letting it like consume me and taking it personal like yeah. something's wrong with me. I don't feel – I don't feel, right. I don't I feel guess, that. I guess
2: for me it's like uh, – it's kind of like if I felt that way with a friend, it's just like I would be like, oh, they like don't want to be my friend or like this friendship is like too much work for me. So it's like I'd rather just not. And so it's like with this podcast, it's like I feel like I can't – like I'm like I started this episode just kind of like I don't even want to do this because it's like I feel like I can't say things perfectly you just for want to everyone. be yourself yeah I just want to be myself and then yeah. I feel like myself it, it makes someone feel like their self isn't enough it's like you know it's it's so hard and like one yeah. of the th- I just read one of the Allison showed me how to read reviews it's bad and I read one of the views <laughs> yeah. and it said it said Taylor interrupts a lot and I'm just sitting here thinking in my head like sometimes that's my anxiety because if like I don't say my train of thought when it's coming through I get like overwhelmed or I'll forget it or I'll lose track of this. Or sometimes if I'm just so excited, I over talk. And sometimes some of these episodes are just enticing to me. And so I want to like, I want to talk to you about it. So it's like I over speak and it's like I'm not ever meaning to interrupt Allison. I'm not ever meaning to say something that might hurt anyone. So when you listen to this podcast, just listen to it as a perspective of someone else. Like don't take it you people listening don't take it personally like we aren't here to hurt anyone we we love everyone like truly they're like I am pro everything like I will never judge a soul you can be anybody you want to be and I I actually I've said this on my stories I said it yesterday I said I love the most broken people more like I truly love broken people they're my favorite i have I've been a broken person Mm -hmm. like I have so many issues and I'm I just – I don't know. Yeah. We're all not perfect.
0: (laughs) Well, and let me just say about the interrupting thing, being interrupted by people is one of my biggest triggers because literally coming from a huge Italian family, no one ever let me talk and everyone was talking over each other. It's one of my biggest triggers. I've never, ever once felt like you were interrupting me ever (laughs)
2: So, so now I it's like, I'm just like waiting for you to stop speaking. I'm like, okay. So, and yeah, <laughs> I don't
0: know what that was. Cause I literally would be so triggered if you were interrupting me and I've never once felt that ever. So yeah. I'm not sure what that person was, was talking about, but I do think, I do think you said it so nicely where we're not perfect, but we are trying to create a space of non judgment and a safe yeah. space for people that struggle. And I think we can all probably look inward and think about the limitations that we have and mm-hmm. what what triggers us and why maybe there's something that we hear or something that someone says that make us, makes us respond a certain way. Um, not to say that there isn't room for education always, right? right and becoming right. more mindful about other people's um, conversations and other people's beliefs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, I you know i we love being educated like yes and do. i and, but uh, but educate us in the DMs
2: like let's have a conversation about it But I guess leaving us a review and just like kind of like stabbing at us immediately, it's just like, ah, you didn't even give us time to like explain ourselves. (laughs) I
0: know. I know. But guess what? You know what I said to you earlier before we started? You know, we have a big following on Instagram and there's people that listen, a lot of people that listen to us. So not everyone's going to agree with with us and not everyone is going to enjoy what we say or what we do. And that's okay too. And that's what makes the world go round, right? You don't mm-hmm. have to agree with everybody. You don't yeah. have to like everything, but just being tolerant of other people is important right. and that's what we try and do. I I I really try and be just open-minded and tolerant of everybody's lifestyles, everybody's beliefs and be open to hearing people's opinions and Absolutely. having an open conversation about it and that's kind of what it's about. But I am not perfect and Taylor's not perfect. So you just wanted to start by saying that we apologize if yeah. you know anyone ever had been offended or anything. But yes, please, please DM us. And if you feel there's something off-putting or something that was said or not said that you want clarification on, one hundred percent we're open to talking. Yeah.
2: So <laughs> as two perfectionists <laughs> like who have dealt with trying to be perfect for so long, we just maybe we're just tired of being exhausting. I know. It's it's exhausting. It is exhausting. Like, I think, I think this is, was just a safe space of like, Hey, let's just talk like you and I, like, let's just chat with no boundaries or whatever. And then it was just kind of like, I guess as you grow, you get that criticism and now it's just kind of like, don't say this, don't say that. Like,
0: well, in our defense, please. (laughs) There's only been like four or five bad reviews out of almost 400. (laughs)
2: Okay. Um.
0: <laughs> so we've had. You're right. Yeah, if that was a percentage, it was like 95% of people give us, give, you know what I mean? But of course, in our You're, perfectionist no, brains, we always focus yeah. on. That.
2: You're so right, too. Like, I saw this influencer who I follow, and she posted this DM she got on her stories and was just like, this rude person like and she was like going back and forth with this person who was like basically being a troll to her and then somebody messaged her who like has always sent her like really kind things and was like why do you never reply to me but like you reply to the hate and and like it's like that's so true it's oh, because we get, we get so yeah. triggered by yeah. i guess because when your heart means well and then someone attacks your heart that means well it hurts more yeah Cause you're like, my intentions were so good. And it's like, you want that person to see it. But like that, that kind of hit me. It's like, okay, we don't spend time replying to like all those amazing uh, reviews, but then we see those two and we're like, we read them 10 times and we're, and, and I guess people probably do that in life too. You know, like
0: they, yeah. 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 Well, I just, you know, I am happy that we got this out. Yeah. (laughs) And if you're still listening, thank you, because it means, <laughs> I guess, you enjoy us. <laughs> but um, Okay, so today's topic kind of flows into what we were talking a little bit about before, um, because the news has been interesting in the last week or so because of Simone Biles and her decision to sit out for the Olympic Games because of mental health. Concerns right for herself, and so you know we just talked for like ten minutes just about hearing critical things about ourselves and feeling like having to be perfect. Just it it just is in the forefront of your mind when you're criticized so much. And we were talking a little bit more about. I wonder if Simone was having any of that kind of inner critic happening when she decided to make this decision you know like she wasn't performing at her perfect best or maybe she wasn't um you know sh- people were maybe criticizing her for different moves or something she wasn't doing what she envisioned in her mind as the perfect thing and so there was maybe maybe there was part of her that couldn't you know really what? I don't know I, feel, I mean I don't know. I feel I like I feel
2: like it's like uh it's like you and I how we went what, like you said once you get that platform and you're at that level so Simone has been held at that level she's up there she has yeah. everybody saying you right. are the goat you are the best you are number 1 i can only imagine that kind of pressure of being like you are the best in your head i have to be the best or i fail everyone and so like right. if she's not performing how everybody expects her to perform then right. basically in her head she's lost even though she's already like 10 levels above everybody out there like like i was watching and they said the difficulty in her routines versus everybody there is just they can't even judge it i heard oh
0: because my god because it's
2: like yeah they said they said her difficulty can't be judged but guess what you know she per- she competed this morning I
0: I heard on the balance Yeah,
2: yeah. I think she got bronze. I'm interested to see the other – I'm going to watch it later, but I'm interested to see like – I wonder why she got bronze. I wonder – and then like it's like I even did a post recently on it and showing – it was like the coolest art I've ever seen. And there was people – it's crazy. You know, we talk about getting criticism. Mm -hmm. She got so much love, but then she had people just completely ripped her apart. Horrible, and I'm just like, I mean, what? Like thank, for what? Thank God I'm not an Olympian.
0: <laughs> for what though? Like for what? Like how does this really affect you? Because she's not. She decided she needed to do something for her own mental wellness. Yeah. I'm sorry. Are you? Are just because like now there's you might not get this gold medal or something. Like what does a medal even mean? First of all, she has about twenty gold medals and like ten other medals. She has but-
2: three techniques or something named after her like the biles one of the one of the moves is the bot yeah in gymnastics like she has now those named after her so it's like that kind of pressure i mean it's kind of like okay michael phelps did all he did right yes he's not back why is he not back it's funny he's the top olympian too why are these top olympians struggling with so much and mental he health talks issues. All about yeah he talks oh, all about his depression he is the spokesperson for yeah. Talkspace. yeah 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 so and he was actually talking so it's funny because he was in tokyo we, we and like i got better,
0: we like better help better than talk space sorry guys okay <laughs> go on
2: um we got to or i got to listen to him in one of the uh interviews with hoda because he's in tokyo and he was yeah. just like he he got to speak on it and was just like i think people humans can only handle so much pressure and like So much until that inner critic says,
0: oh my gosh, like if I'm not perfect, I fail everyone. Okay. But here's the thing that I think is so difficult with these type of Olympians. Mm -hmm. There is no, there is no definition of perfection. Right. In their mind, is it receiving a gold medal? Is that, is that the perfection? Is that the baseline? Like, okay, now I'm perfect. I get a gold medal. Yeah. Well, obviously not, because how many gold medals has Simone Biles gotten, and she struggles very much still with her mental health, right? And so does Michael Phelps. So, right. so what are you trying to achieve? Like, what are you trying?
2: I think Michael Phelps acknowledged, like he was reaching that point, and then that's why he didn't come back, because then they were like, "Are we going to see you?" I guess. I think not this next Olympics, but the following one is going to be in LA. And mm-hmm. he said, if I were to come back, it would be the LA one. But he's like, but I'm not saying anything. So I think he was like, I recognize like my mental health went off track and mm-hmm. I don't need to compete. So maybe Simone will look at this and be like, maybe right now the, it's not, it's time for me to take a step back from the Olympics and not put that kind of pressure on myself.
1: Yeah. And yeah. realize
2: that I have done enough. And like I am such a mentor to so many little girls. They want to be like Oh Simone. my gosh.
0: 100%. You know? It's my, like my she's, niece she's is, enough. My niece is like obsessed with her. I am too. I think she's amazing. Incredible. Like incredible, incredible. for the things that she's achieved. Asp- could never. Achieve. Yeah. You know? Um, being a woman, first of all, and being black, I mean, amazing, like incredible that she mm-hmm. was able to be this like role model and this, you know, person. And now this amazing role model for raising awareness for mental health and, and letting yeah. children know that it's okay. That sometimes, yes, mm-hmm. not that you just give up all the time. She, I didn't see it as just giving up. I think that's what Absolutely a lot enough. of the naysayers were saying because how far, oh my gosh, she's won so many different things. And right now she's, she's just needed time. Yeah, she needed time, and and yeah. why? Is so I that- guess
2: I guess on her vault right before she walked off, uh, that did you see her do that vault where she was supposed to do like two and a half spins or something? Okay, oh, so yeah, where yeah, it yeah. started was she only did one and a half, and she landed it perfectly. So the average girl in gymnastics, that is their difficulty, right? <laughs> so her right. even doing this two and a half was, whatever right, is advanced, right. like it's mm-hmm. like unheard of. So it's kind of just like that was amazing. She did that. I don't see that as failing. She didn't fall flat on her face and then say, I give up. Like she just was like, I don't want to hurt myself.
0: Like I know that my mind and my body are not connected right now. It's so interesting because I I have this conversation, not even about like Olympics, but just people that love the intensity of things. And I'm so not an intense person. So like people that have told me That, you know, some of my friends that have done like triathlons or Men or all these like type of sports that are so intense and they need to get this certain time and like runner, you know, just, and they need to like reach their better time. They need to get better at this time and they need to like, everything's just like trying to get better at like a certain time or so. I don't know. It's just like everything is just based on wanting to lift more weights or wanting to do this. And I'm just like, and then what? And then what? Then when you once you reach that, do you feel okay about yourself? But then you keep going. Like I don't understand when when is enough? When are you enough that maybe maybe you enjoy? Like I don't know anyone that would enjoy. I'm sorry if you're listening. You did an Ironman, but I've talked to maybe like three or four people now who have done Ironman and ended up in the hospital because My husband's dad
2: does Ironman. He actually has one like next week.
1: <laughs>
2: and like, and literally, personality- so let, let me explain his personality. He has yeah. absolutely no anxiety. And he has to have something to look forward to that is challenging for him. So like he has to – like he just became a fireman for no reason in Napa because remember the
0: fires? So I would maybe argue someone like that would actually have a lot of anxiety because they can't stop and just be still.
2: Oh, no. He has absolutely no anxiety. I'm telling you, absolutely none.
0: So again – just differences of maybe like thinking about. I don't know him, but I do know a lot of, a lot of like what I've learned and researched about anxiety is like to be able to stop and be still is probably the hardest part for anyone with anxiety because their brain is racing so hard. So, like, again, anxiety looks different for everybody, right? Right. Doesn't look the same at all. So, who knows? Right. But I will say, like, I think having, I think like having goals like that is great. Like being a runner and wanting to do a marathon, you know, all that good. I mean, I think that's really healthy for a lot of people to be, be be active, right. And do that when it gets like so intense, it's just, I'm just curious. I don't judge it. I'm just curious about it. Like this person, the people that I told you about that have done Ironman and ended up in the hospital because they literally almost died. They did another one the next year. I just I'm like, is there anything else that maybe would reach that level of like, I don't know, that you feel in the Iron Man that wouldn't end you up in the hospital? I don't know. <laughs> He gets like super passionate
2: about things. Like when he learns something, like he he's just super like into it. Like he and he becomes oh, well, like a part cool. of the community. Like he that's like cool. he, like he joined the firemen and now he's like in the fireman community. And then like the Ironman, he has his Ironman people. So like he's honestly like a different
0: breed. Like he's very well, hard. To yeah, explain. that sounds very rare. But <laughs> it sounds like a man I would love to meet. I mean, especially as a fireman, like that's such a community. That's such a help helping. Like he just wants to. Is yeah, he, like, a big yeah. helper? Does he just want to, yeah, like – Oh,
2: yeah. Like, he's involved in everything. Like, he that's... just loves to, like, learn new things and, oh, like, challenge so himself. Oh, that's so nice. I know. But – but Do you have a father-in-law like that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, he could probably teach you a lot about different things, which is cool, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's – Yeah. He's – But I don't know. I – I you know, everyone – this – here's the thing. Everyone struggles with something in their life, right? Right. No one just doesn't have struggles. Right. Right. People can look a certain way, but everyone struggles, whether it's really bad or trauma. And then, like, maybe just acutely, who knows? But
2: it was so So funny. So, like,
0: wait, 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 wait. You just said
2: something. So, the thing about those Iron Man people, a lot of them, he is the type of guy that is just kind of like, I feel like he would look at Simone Biles and be like, that's weak. Uh, like he's the he's the generation of you get up and you go like you get up and you keep going like you push through and so something i posted about simone biles is i feel like she's breaking that threshold of like you don't always have to push through it's okay to take a break like it's that like david yes. goggins have you heard of david goggins the guy who no. ran like 250 miles straight uh was no. peeing blood on himself oh my because gosh. He, yeah his like organs i don't know but he's a ultra marathon guy. Uh, and he, if you listen to him speak, I mean, he is the definition of like, uh, it's, it's mental toughness. You're weak. Mm. You're weak. Mm. If you stop. And then it's kind of like the Tony Robbins stuff too. Like Tony Robbins doesn't really preach like stop or rest. It's kind of like you watch those YouTube videos and it's just like, wake up at 4am, get it done, sleep when you're dead. Like,
0: (laughs) so, so that's the mentality of America, right? Like work hard, play hard.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right,
0: that is our society, and yeah, there's a lot of holistic type of healers that would probably encourage those people to practice more mindful exercises or right, right. or different exercises to slow down and not just slow mm-hmm. down the mind, but also slow down the body. Like slowing down the mind and body is. Amazing and healthy, and that's what that is. What I mean, research has shown actually is healing for mental health. That type right. of stuff. I mean, exercise and activities are awesome too, and community is great, one hundred percent. But right. when something gets so intense, I just feel like when you're dependent on anything so much to give you this like sense of worth or something, it's never good. Anything, right. even if it is like yoga five days a week for five hours a day, like that's not good either.
2: Right. It's so, it's so interesting to me because those like like I said like Tony Robbins is so extreme and like Joe Rogan they're so extreme and like the like push through mentality but they also like really do take care of themselves. Now that I'm like thinking about it I'm like Joe Rogan always talks about how like he like have you ever heard of those float machines?
0: I yes, I like he
2: owns one and like does that for hours yeah, and like meditates yeah. for and then like David Goggins stretches for 2 hours a day. That's I guess good. it's like they probably when,
0: have to do that to balance their brain out because
2: <laughs> I guess even when you think about Joe it Logan. it's yeah. <laughs> I guess when you think about it it's like they that's their career so like I don't know. I guess that's their life. So when they're performing at that like ultra level, that's their life. And so then they have all that free time, like that's their job. So then they have all that free time to do the holistic stuff. Whereas like the nine to fiver, if the nine to fiver job person did that, went home, ran an ultra marathon, there was no, there'd be no time for the meditation.
0: Well, I don't know if it's about time, honestly, because- who knows? Like I, people could say that Joe Rogan never stops working, right? Yeah. Like, but he always does he? Because he's only having to record a. Well, I, I'm just saying maybe. Yeah, well, because yeah. people that are public figures, they don't just do one thing for an hour. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But like, I just feel like you could say, you know, you could have an argument for either side. Right. But, but, you know, I will say that when it comes down to the type of people that get involved in certain careers, right? You think of like inner critic, why, you know, what is the type of personality that are, you know, that, that make these, some of these really public figures or these Olympians, like what type, that was one thing I kept thinking about. What are the types of personalities for Olympians? Like I would, this is not scientific, but I would assume that they're all probably very type A. Yeah. And and literally st- maybe start very young, but that's their identity, right? The Olympics, like that's a lot of their identity, right? And as you grow up and you get older, you wonder like, is there more to life than what this is, you know? And I think that's a good question for anybody, whether you're Olympian or not, you know, like what is, you know, what is what am I, you know, what, not what the purpose, I mean, I'm kind of philosophical, I'm a philosophical person, but like is the purpose of life to win like 18 gold medals and then, or like 80 gold medals and, and then there you go. Or is the purpose of life to fall in love and have a family and maybe live in a a simple life in a suburb with, um, You know, some friends around and you have a job that you like. I don't know. I'm just so much about like simplicity. I think it's like everybody's hobbies are different. Like that might be their hobby. Like they're like so passionate about it. I don't know about an Olympian making that a hobby, but I maybe it started out as one, but it's definitely not just that when they're in the Olympics.
2: But like they love it literally
0: all. But do they? Because some of them are struggling with mental health stuff. And what's that about?
2: Maybe like the pressure so, takes away the love.
0: There you go. Maybe. Again, yeah. I'm not speaking for them. I'm just speaking right. as a clinician of kind of assessing what I see and why people might struggle with with a lifestyle, a certain lifestyle. But right. I do know – we both know that anxiety, you know, although it looks so different for people, a huge part of it is having a lot of racing thoughts A lot of intrusive thoughts, a lot of um, distortions in your mind about, you know, what if thoughts or perfectionism, not feeling like am I enough, not feeling good enough, having a core belief of not being enough and not being worthy. I mean, majority, I would even say all of the people that I've worked with that have anxiety disorders have that core belief of not feeling like they're enough.
2: Right. Absolutely.
0: So. You know, what do you do? <sighs> so I think that's what it comes down to too when you talk about the inner critic, right? What we were talking about earlier is, you know, I see those those reviews sometimes or I get those DMs and automatically my brain is like, oh my God, now I'm not enough.
1: Right. Now I'm not right, enough absolutely. for this person.
0: Now I'm not enough yeah. for this person. Even though I'm enough for these like 400,000 followers that I have that love me, this one person I'm not enough for. So now that's all I'm going to think about.
2: Right. Or it's like you're not – like my inner critic is just like you shouldn't – you're not qualified to do a podcast, which then leads to like the imposter syndrome.
1: Just, it's yeah. like
2: – I mean it, it happens even sometimes when I'm like going to do just a simple post. I will get so frozen that I'm like, oh, this post. I'll like analyze the post so much that I end up posting nothing.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, The imposter I, syndrome. Just- yeah. Ugh. I get that too—the imposter syndrome. You yeah. know, it's it, it's not there all the time, but especially when I was writing my book, coming out in March, you guys, March twenty twenty two. um, I gosh, just writing it, just being like, who's gonna want to? Is are people gonna want to read this? Why yeah. am I like? Am I who really am I to direct? write a book? Yeah, yeah. am yeah. I the expert on this? I mean, I don't know. I people like hearing, I guess, what I have to say, but you know, a lot of like self doubt. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. I, I Sometimes <gasps> I'll even like go on my stories and I'll be like, no one's listening. And then I'm just like, well, why would they follow me? And then
0: I'm just like, yeah.
2: are these people even following me? What if this is all a joke? I'm just gonna, <laughs> I
0: don't know. It's like, what? I mean, the other day I actually thought to myself, well, I wonder if I could get verified. I'm like, hmm, I haven't really done much because to get verified, you have to do – um, you have to be more of like a in the – Like in the news and like write articles for different things and I'm like I've done a couple of those but like I wonder if I could and I just thought about it I'm like maybe I'll do it at some point I'm gonna try and request it see what happens Hmm. but I think when my book comes out maybe I can I don't know right but yeah I I that like inner critic it's it's so loud (laughs) it's so loud sometimes and. You just need to be more compassionate with yourself. Like you literally the, – the things that I feel like help me when I feel like I'm just not feeling worthy in that moment or self-doubt, I always ask myself, like, what would I say to my child if they mm-hmm. felt like this? Yeah. What would I say to my child, even if I don't I don't have one right now, but what would I say to a little child who's feeling like this? How would I comfort them and and nurture them?
1: Hi, healers. It's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast and the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free. So hello. Hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone, and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform, and... The coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, too. And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. Hi, healers. Allison here. So
0: I want to talk to you all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log on to your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash theanxietychicks. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash theanxietychicks and join over 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Hi, guys. Sorry, we just had some technical difficulties. So we're hoping that we're not all over the place because I think there's some people that feel like we're very scattered. So please don't come at us because we're going to feel really bad about ourselves. So <laughs> anyway, we um, for some reason, our the, the, the platform we're on sometimes kicks us out. And maybe that's why we seem all over the place some episodes because it kicks us out for no reason. We've been trying to work on it. So we apologize, but I know we were talking about imposter syndrome a little bit, but after, um, after the recording stopped, Taylor actually went on to her Instagram and was starting to, she had posted something about Simone Biles and just the mental health and this really good visual. And she started reading aloud to me some of the comments she received that were horrible about some, just did not agree with her decision and stuff. And they were just pretty bad. I don't know. Do you want to read one or two of them? I don't know if wants it. Uh, basically,
2: like, okay, some of them were just like, she should have quit earlier and let someone else have her spot. But then the one that, like, blew my mind. So if you haven't seen the post, uh, go look at it because you have to see the visual to understand. Let me find that one. Okay, here. I'm on her side, but her stopping because she has mental illness shouldn't mean those who don't struggle and can compete are beneath her. This visual doesn't work for me. So basically the visual was like mental health above – she was up like above on this like stage because you know like the stage of like mm-hmm. gold, silver, bronze. And oh, yeah, there was like this other stage above her that says mental health and like she was like shining on that stage. So basically like mental
0: health is the most important out of anything. Like mental health should be a priority basically, right? right. First Which and foremost. Which it should.
2: Yeah. Yes. So okay. – and then a bunch of people just basically saying she – she broke under pressure. She she uh, snapped under pressure and that's why. And that she's basically blaming mental health as a crutch. And so what I said to Allison, and Allison was like, let's record this. I said, I bet she's been on her Instagram and I bet the comments, I mean, this is just my page posting about Simone. I can only imagine the DMs she's gotten, yeah. the tweets, and that she's gone on idea. her Instagram. I've seen it. So, And she did a question box. Which I can only imagine on that question box what some people were saying to her. And so I said to Allison, I said, I don't know how she competed this morning. Like after reading all of
0: that, you know she's read stuff. So so imagine us talking in the beginning of this episode about like two comments we've got or three DMs <laughs> we've gotten about stuff that we sort of like they didn't like and now this but you know ima- imagine like how we felt with okay gosh we you know feel bad about ourselves she get you know these public figures get trolls and stuff all the time you need they just from what from what i've like read about celebrities and just different public figures you need to almost train your brain to compartmentalize Like who you really are and like what you're worth and these other people because guess what? And I think about this too, the people that are reviewing us, like they don't really know us. We don't really know them. I mean, I'm very much myself and I'm very authentic, but sometimes people that really even that might know me might not like me and that's okay. Like not everybody is going to like you. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's just they're not. I mean, people just might not like me. That's okay. I don't need to be liked by everybody, but I like people to respect each other and not and and tolerate people. So even though you might not like someone, that doesn't give you the right to like call them all these mean names and just Mm -hmm. like have like verbal diarrhea with all this anger towards this person if they never did Mm -hmm. anything to you. Like I just don't. And and that oh no, I was just gonna say like that. I think when people do that, like verbal attacking when. Really, there's no kind of basis to it, or there's no you don't even know the person that has to do with the person doing it. That's Obviously, what I was about to say, yes.
2: I was like, well, What helps me with my inner critic? Like, when I feel someone said something to me, or someone cut me off, or if I accidentally pulled out on a street and there was someone a little bit behind me, and then they get so angry that they zoom to your right, left, and then zoom right in front of you. What I tell myself is like, something else affected that person. For them to like react that way, like there's something inside of them that was like okay I can uh, I can release this anger now, and sometimes the people who like attack you and maybe make fun of you or bully you if you're a kid in school or something those people are hurting so much deeper
1: mm-hmm.
2: than than um you not you but you know what i mean like the people who hurt other people and take time out of their day to comment on things they just have to feel they have to cause someone else pain because they have so much pain inside
0: 100 i firmly believe
2: that because i know me personally i'm not going to go comment anything on someone's page because i don't want to hurt other people because i know what it feels like to be hurt but if you're just hurting other people, you have something you're avoiding inside you. I feel that way. So 100%. I try and remind
0: myself 100%. That. So everybody, everybody has like demons, right? Like everybody has part of them that they might not love about themselves or they're working on. But like when there's so much hate and anger, like that's really, you have to dive deep into what's going on within you. Right. If your initial re- reaction is to just comment something so, aggressively. Like, what is that? Why, why are you, and it's fine if you're passionate about certain things and you have a belief, but why is there anger, so much anger attached to it, right? right. I, I don't So that's kind of good because I feel like that's how I feel too when I either have critical things that I see about myself or, um, or thinking about just different choices that public public figures, you know, I mean, please, everyone have, I, I told, did I say this yet or not? But when you have trolls, it's like, you've made it. <laughs> you, you said that to me. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's like, when you've trolls, you've trolls, you know, you've made it. I don't know. um, But yeah, I don't know. So I, I think being able to, when it comes down to working on your inner critic, you really, really need to know how to have self-compassion mm-hmm. and how to learn how to love yourself more. Um, Mm -hmm. and I've said on multiple episodes before my favorite book to help love yourself is by Louise Hay called Love Yourself, Heal Your Life. And then there's a book that's a, that's the workbook. The book you can read attached to it is You Can Heal Your Life. And it's the most amazing workbook. I mean, I do it with clients. I've done it on my own. It just... Teaches you so much about your own limiting beliefs, and it teaches you more about, um, you know, your childhood and maybe the limitations your parents had as caregivers, and why you don't feel like you have their self esteem missing from your life, and gives you exercises of what you can do to really learn how to talk differently to yourself and love yourself. So if you find like, you know, you've been listening to this episode and you really just want to work on talking to yourself differently in a loving way, get that book. Start there. Mm-hmm. And just love yourself. And and love yourself for who you are. That's the biggest thing too, right? We're all learning about ourselves all the time.
2: Right. And I know I I posted this thing on my story yesterday that was – I heard it. I can't remember where I heard it, but it was just like this guy and he was like, I stopped living life putting everybody else around me on a pedestal and thinking everybody around me was better and doing more and happy all the time. And the second I took people off the pedestal, I realized that we all struggle. We're all human and we're all going through things. And I think once you realize that, you stop critiquing yourself as much because you're like, I'm going to fail sometimes. I'm going to fall short sometimes. I'm not going to do everything perfectly. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to always say the right things. Right. Yeah. But it's like we all do that. And for someone to critique me, I'd like to look back at them and say, have you ever messed up before? Do you mess up daily? Because I mess up daily because I'm
0: human. 100%. And so I
2: think just going on about your day and reminding yourself that, like, we all have flaws physically and internally,
0: and that's okay. Yeah. And yes, I love that. I love that. It's okay not to be okay too, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think Instagram, it's like, uh, oh, another thing I heard. This is a good one. Uh, stop comparing your unfiltered life to someone's filtered life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. take that with you.
0: I love it. Well, what a great episode. And just, you know, if ever, I feel like we all have that inner critic, but we could really all just benefit from more self-compassion and more yeah. compassion to each other too. Absolutely.
2: I I think that's why we, you and I have compassion for other people. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, I know, I know that no one's perfect. And so I'm compassionate when people mess up, like it's okay. Yeah, I'm super forgiving. I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: never, ever hold grudges.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: Everyone, everyone has, everyone deserves a chance for forgiveness.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And you deserve a chance to forgive yourself too for things. Yeah. So forgiveness and self-compassion. Yes. Those are huge. And that
2: will go into, I think next week or the weeks after episode Mm -hmm. about past mistakes. So
0: we're doing, so episodes coming up are anxiety about past mistakes, um, postpartum anxiety. We're going to talk about the shame of anxiety. And then um, down the road, we're talking about phobias and vacation anxiety. Yeah. So stay tuned, y'all. And rate and review and subscribe us if you feel like you really like it. If you really don't, you can also rate us anyway. <laughs> we hope that you don't. It makes our day. But you know what? After this episode, it's our Alice right. and I Alice and I need the gold medal right now. So come We're on. We're okay. <laughs> we'll be okay. <laughs> all right. We love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Hi, healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Allison Sepinera, as the anxiety healer and Taylor as health underscore anxiety. And as always, you can check out the anxiety healing school. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. Uh, It's a self-paced course and if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well. So go to the anxietyhealingschool.com to check that out. And as always, go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with.